clap their feet and nod their heads. We're thinking about Jesus Christ. Amen. We got to move. I said, we got to move. Amen. I said, we got to move. Hallelujah. I'm glad we're in the house of God this morning. Amen. I'm six foot above ground. I'm still celebrating. Yeah. I'm not in the infirmity ward. I'm still celebrating. I still got my mind. I'm still celebrating. I have a right to celebrate. Maybe you don't have one, but I have one. To celebrate the Lord. I'm alive. Say, I'm alive. And I'm glad about it. Amen? The world's in trouble, but I'm not in trouble. I'm blessed by the Lord. Luke chapter 1. So good to have everybody in the house of the Lord. You know, you purposed in your heart to be here. That's why you're here. You you purposed in your heart to be here. And that shows how wise you are. Because you came to the house of the Lord to worship Him. But I said we should do this because it's coming draweth none. Is that right? Chapter 1 and verse 76. Verse 67 first says here. It says the Lord is speaking through a man called Zechariah. Whose mouth he put a padlock on. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, verse 76, Thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. He's talking to a baby. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. John the Baptist can't even respond to him. To give knowledge of salvation unto the people by the remission of their sins. You're never too young to be called by God and be commissioned through the tender mercies of our God whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. The day spring from on high hath visited us. Lord, we thank you for this gorgeous, wonderful weather moment that you've given to us. We are appreciative of everything you're doing. Even at this moment, we owe it all to you the credit. Jesus, we thank you. Bless the families that are here this morning. Bless the hearers and the doers of the word of God. We want to leave here better than we came. In the name of Jesus, speak to us, we pray. In Jesus' name. God bless you. And my topic is about the visitation of Almighty God. The visitation of Almighty God. Now all the nations on the earth that God chose, He settled and picked out the nation of Israel. As you know, Israel was never a nation before, but God went among the Iraqis and picked out Abraham, a Syrian, and, and turned him into a family, and that family became a nation, and that nation was to become a kingdom, and the kingdom supposed to become a mighty church. Amen. And so God chose Abraham, and he appeared to Abraham just in a simple form, looking like a man. Had you seen God talking to Abraham, you would not hear thunder roaring. You would not see lightning flashing. In fact, you would not know that there's God and Abraham is talking, because they look so normal. I believe God appeared to Abraham looking normal. I believe he dressed normal. I believe everything about him was just normal. That even the neighbors would not look over the fence to see who was there. Because there was nothing glowing about him. 
But the Bible know that Abraham was standing before and beside the judge of the entire earth. Hallelujah. Abraham said, Shall not the judge of the whole earth do right? What a what an audience to have God visiting Abraham. Now, prior to this, when God visited men, it's always problematic because when God visited Noah, it was about the wrath of God to come. And God said, there's flood coming, I'm going to drown them all if they don't turn. That was not the kind of visit you want from God. And then God came down to talk about burning up Sodom and Gomorrah. That's not the kind of visit I want from God. Tell me you're going to burn up Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, come on, God. You came all this way to tell me this? You're going to burn that place up? Can't you save a few people like, you know, my, my cousin and my nephew and my kids? Can you save them also? God said, well, what are you going to do, Abraham? And Abraham said, well, if you find ten souls, don't kill them, right? God said, I won't do that. He didn't even find seven. <laughs> Couldn't even find six. Yeah, just a man called Lot and his wife was undecided and surely the kids didn't want to be involved in it but God paid him a visit and that visit brought Lot out of Sodom so what's the visitation by the way if you drop in on your family would they welcome you without <laughs> prior notice would they have the uh, provision ready for you I don't think they would be so pleased that you drop in with a phone call or a fax, or a fax bill and say, well, I'm coming in the next two days. But to drop in on them, I don't think they would appreciate that. But there are times in the Bible when God dropped in. God visited a man called Moses in a burning bush. That was spectacular. That was, I mean, just hilarious. I mean, here's a bush that will not burn, defying the law of conservation, and here's a man coming from a city called Egypt that was well educated, and he knew in his scientific mind that that bush should burn. But it's not burning, but it's glowing with heat. And then a voice came out of there. There's no person there. But God did visit Moses. And the Bible said when God visited Moses, a voice came out and gave him a great commission and said, go down to Egypt. Things happen when God visits people. Amen. It said God did visit Sarah and she gave birth to Isaac. So if God pay a visit, things are going to happen. That's why people should always be receptive to God because you never know when he's going to show up. In fact, the Apostle Paul wrote one time because he had an experience that was God who visited him on the Damascus journey. He said, you know what? Be careful, God, because we entertain angels unaware. We don't know who it is, but it could be God showing up. Amen. One time these, uh, these three folks were walking down the Amethyst journey, and guess who showed up? God did. And God began to talk to them, and they said, my God, did my heart burn us. We felt a burn. It wasn't a heartburn, friend, from uh, eating the wrong kind of pizza. It was a heartburn that said, my, stirred me. It felt like fire shut up within my bone. I'm telling you, God pay you a visit, my friend, it's going to be a life-changing transformation that takes place. You're not going to feel ordinary. You're not going to be the same way. Pastor God paid a visit to a man called Gideon. When he went to Gideon, life changed for Gideon. From a coward, he went to a conquester, a conqueror. 
He was a he was a coward at first, but when God visited him, he became a conqueror and brought down the Midianites. You would know what could happen to your life and your home when God pays you a visit. Uh, oh, clap hands to God right now. Would you do that? But how should God present himself to us if he's going to visit us? Now, I'm not picking anybody today in church, and if I am, forgive me, I didn't have you on mind when I was praying. But you know, they come up a new idea called the emerging church. The emerging church says you go to church with your work boots on, your uh, sneakers on, your collar flung right open, and you look as smelly as somebody coming from on the grease a grease can, you don't have to just finish greasing a truck. And they figure that's the way you should visit God. Mm-mm. I don't think so. There's something about if you come in God's presence, He is particular. If you're going to visit God, make sure you come in a particular way. Because Zacharias came before Him, amen, that I was saying, I said, take that filthy garment off Him. He said, Moses, I just paid you a visit. Take off thy shoe. For the place where you stand is holy ground. God said, it doesn't matter how, how, how things are when you come in my presence. Because in his presence there is the fullness of joy. And God don't want to be caught up with, with many essentials. And so God visited Sarah. God visited Abraham. God visited Jacob, and Jacob didn't walk the same way anymore. I mean, you know, Jacob was running for his life, and God met him, and he wrestled with God for a while, and the Bible said God knocked his joint out of place, and he walked differently. I'm trying to tell you, not only will your heart burn, but your walk will change. Your womb will change. The barren will become fertile. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I said, when God visits you, my friend, in the fiery furnace, the fire can't burn you. When God visits you in the last den, the, 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 the lion can't devour you. It's a good thing when God visits you and pay you a visit, my friend. You better be welcoming the Lord when he come and knock at your door. A visitation from God. If there's anything this world needs is a visitation from God. If there's anything every church needs is a divine visitation from God. Too long we hung up with Ichabod, the glorious departed. My God, can somebody bring the ark back to us? Can somebody bring the faith of shield back to us? Can somebody bring the glory back to us? We need a visitation from God. Every person in this building needs to talk in tongues again. Everybody in this church needs to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. It only comes by a visitation of the Holy Ghost. There are people that don't talk in tongues since the last day they got the Holy Ghost. A visitation from God. I say a visitation. Some folks don't, you know, they're contentious to be the way they are. But there are others who are hungry. I say, God, visit me. Let me tell you what God's visitation is like. A parched ground, the 35th chapter of the book of Isaiah said, the parched ground, the desert place, the solitary place will be thankful for a raindrop to come. And he's called the day spring 
from on high. How should God visit you and me if he would? Well, the nation of Israel made a sad mistake. They knew not the hour of their visitation. They did not know. The Bible said they wanted a Messiah to come. And they looked forward to him for the last 1,500 years. Now, they're used to the Messiah coming like a Mount Sinai with a mountain roar and melt down like a wax. They used to God coming down and just drop the Red Sea and cause Jordan to roll back. They used to look at God, a mighty, powerful God. But that's not how He came. He came by a visiting a womb, a womb that He borrowed. <laughs> from Joseph and became a tiny little weeny baby and I said when they visited the womb there was no room for him in the inn even Joseph was not their participant in the coming of him in that womb because he planned to put Mary away but Joseph you're not just putting Mary away you're putting her in the visitation of God because in that womb is the babe that visited us. And it's not just Mary you're putting aside. You're putting the Messiah out. Because the, the prophetic word said he would visit us. And he would come through a virgin. But you see, Joseph don't know the scripture. And don't realize you've got a visitation in your house. And God visited your wife-to-be. And the Bible says when the time came to give birth to the Lord, when Mary walked up to that place and knocked on the door and said, I need a place for my baby to be born. Sorry, no room for him in their inn. Madam, sir, manager, you're not just turning a woman away. You don't understand what she got locked in her body. She got the almighty God. God manifested in flesh what she conceived was Emmanuel God with us I don't believe the innkeeper realized he was turning away the almighty God he didn't realize that what he was doing was having a visitation he could have become the greatest room there ever was you know what I mean through myself the upper room becomes so famous to us today but there was a day when Jesus Christ sent the apostles and said look the master wants that donkey the master going to visit the upper room and that thing on your head take it right up there because I'm about to use it later on amen and the upper room became a place of notoriety because somebody pay attention to the visitation of almighty God the same place where he had the last supper with his disciples was the first place where the Holy Ghost was poured out I'm going to tell you anywhere God visit there will be a supernatural display of the almighty God among us and you need to be ready for a visitation from your God Tap after the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so the Bible said they did not know him. They thought he was somebody else. Now here's Jesus Christ. He's 12 years old. He walked in the temple with his mommy and daddy. 
This is no ordinary child. This is the man child that Isaiah talked about. He is God visiting the earth as a child and he will become a man after 12 years old. And they looked at him and said, well, what kind of boy is this? This is a wonder boy. This is not a wonder boy. This is Almighty God. But they did not and were not prepared for a visitation for the Lord God from on high. God doesn't always come the way you expect Him to. And that's why so many people have many gods because the God image they have in their mind is not the one He conforms to. God comes in the most simplistic way, but don't think for one moment that God is simple. He's a lot more complex than you can figure him out. But when he comes to us, so humble in humanity, amen, God put aside his divinity and became a human being, God in divinity, and presents that of a 12-year-old boy. He's not just a boy. He's almighty God locked up in a boy's body. But in him dwell all the fullness. I said, in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead, what? Bodily, and we are complete in who? In him. Can I pray to Jesus right now? We are complete in him. Praise God. But the problem is Israel, like so many people in McMurray, and even in your home, do not know the hour of their visitation. Jesus Christ grew up to be 30 years old. The Bible says, after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he got baptized by John. John, I don't even know who this guy was. John said, I didn't know him, but I was told the one upon whom I see the Spirit dwell upon, that's the Messiah. So God pointed him out. He looked so normal to John. John said, well, I, he said, John needed a sign to define Jesus. He could have missed him. But the sign was to identify who Jesus is. You see, some folks are, I don't believe in talking in tongues. Well, honey, you have a problem. Because you won't know where you got the Holy Ghost. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. And, and, and the Bible says God told uh, a man called Saul, when these signs come upon you, you better give in to it because it is God visiting you. And someone said, is Saul among the prophet? Not necessarily, but he's telling you he had a visitation from God. Ah, amen. When you let go to the Holy Ghost, uh, there will be a sign that tell you that you just had a visit from God. And it's God that opened the tongue with stammer lips and another tongue when I speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the last. If you're not talking in tongues, then you need a visitation from God. Let you know that God is with us, God is in us, and God is for us. Tongues is not optional. It's a sign from God that you are in the Spirit of God. Jesus Christ went in the temple. And the Bible says when he walked to the temple, even the devils knew him. And they cried out, Leave us alone! Church, we don't want no devil speak for us. Do you hear what I said? 
We don't want the devil tell us that Jesus can't come inside the church. And the devil says, Leave us alone, Jesus. We know who you are. You are the Son of God. You should shut up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't want the devil to confess him. Hello. But he didn't want you to confess him. Because John said that Andrew found Philip and said, We have found him of whom the law and the prophets spake. Is not this the Christ? He says, really? He said, Nathaniel, we have found him. Oh, come on now. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That's the problem. When God comes to you, he may come to the back door. And you're looking for him from the front door. And, and, just, and Philip said, come and see. Come and see for yourself. See if you can see who this is. And when Jesus touched, said, Oh, I saw you when you were contemplating on that fig tree. He said, Oh, you're the Messiah. He said, Because you hear me say this? He said, You have not seen nothing yet. That was, Wait till Pentecost. Wait till I come down and visit mankind and they're filled full of the Holy Ghost. You know, it reminds me of the day when Moses said, God, I'm so weary I can't carry this load no more it's too much for me to handle and God said okay I'm going to help you but I said oh, the power of God came down on the temple on the tabernacle took the power of God that was on Moses and took some of it and dropped it on 70 men and you know what they began to do they began to prophesy Joshua didn't know what was going on Joshua said oh stop them Moses these are imitators. Oh, no, no, no. He says, something is happening. God just visited them. That's why they're talking the way they're talking. That's why they're prophesying the way they're prophesying. That's how we know you got the Holy Ghost. That's how we know you belong to God. It's not some ideas in your mind. These lips begin to stammer. And the body begin to talk in tongues. And the Spirit gives us. It tells me that God is in you. It's not some object idea got you in your mind, but I know God paid you a visit when you start talking in tongues. It happened in Cornelius' house. The Jews didn't thought that God would visit the Gentiles. But the Bible says God did visit the Gentiles. How do you know that? The 10th chapter of the book of Acts. Peter said, well, you know, you know, we don't mix with, you know, these are racist. If you're a racist, you're a sinner. You're lost. You can't miss hell. You have no right to hate what God created. You have no right to define how a man should look. God made man in his own image. God didn't ask you permission what color he should have. What kind of hair he should look like. What kind of face he should have. Where your business, God. God made man in his own image. That means God can look anywhere he wants to. All you got to do is fit in with God's program. And here's a man called Peter aiming going to discover that God did for the Gentiles. Amen. He said, what, what, what do you want me for? He said, last night I had a visitation from God. I was praying. While I'm praying, a visitor walked in my house. It sure wasn't a Roman soldier. It wasn't Caesar. But it was an angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
expected God to visit you as an angel of the Lord. He visited my house and said, Call for Peter. I didn't even know you existed. I didn't even know where you were located. I didn't know your address. I didn't even know you got a key for me. But I got a visit last night. And that visit tells me what I need to know. He said, you need to know where the power is. You need to know where the gospel is. You need to know where the key is. You need to know the power of salvation. Or like the key come in. When God paid the visit, the whole thing changed. And so I sent for you to tell me what's going on. And Peter began to talk to them, you know, like with his bigotry attitude, like he's better than they are. Gentile dogs, and we are Jews, you know, favorite. But God shocked him. While he's talking about the things of God, God did something unusual. The Holy Ghost fell on them. Peter said, Can any man, any man, can anybody among you Jews and among you Gentiles, can any man forbid water that they should not be baptized in water who have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? What he's saying is, they just had a visit of the springs of heaven. Hallelujah. The well of salvation has springed up in their heart and they have had an overflow of the Holy Ghost. And he said, what you're seeing and what you're hearing is testimony of a visitation of Almighty God. And these have a right to be baptized in the Holy Ghost water baptism by full immersion in the name of Jesus Christ because they have just received the Holy Ghost as well as we what's that is nobody from the day God made Adam to the day that Jesus Christ came on the scene has ever received the baptism of the Holy Ghost angels desire to look into it what is happening? What is man that God with us become Christ in us? I'm talking to you right now. If you're not talking in tongues, you need a visitation from the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you right now, don't sit on your pews and be content. Tell a, a dumb lip, my friend. It's about time God put the padlock off your mouth uh, that you talk in tongues uh, and the Spirit give utterance uh, that your evidence uh, that God is in you, that you become the vessel of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you for too long have become Ichabob. You are the Shekinah glory. He said, we stuck. Hallelujah! I'm talking about the Almighty Messiah, the All Powerful, the King of Kings, the Lion, the Tribe of Judah, the Lion, the King, the Glorious One. He wants to dwell in you and be with you. He said, These signs shall follow them that have visited them. Hallelujah! The problem is, my thoughts are not like your thoughts, God says. 
Hallelujah. I don't know how come people sit in church and don't feel nothing. Hallelujah. When God visits Jacob, he walks differently. He walks differently. Hallelujah. When God visited Saul, he talked differently. The Bible says Samuel told him, Don't you resist what you're feeling. It means that God is with you. The people realize only prophets and priests get anointed. But suddenly this guy's prophesying. They said, Is he among the prophets? No. It's just that he had an encounter with God. When God visited the house in Eminence Journey, they said their hearts burned them. When God visits you, my friend, you have a hard experience. I said, open heart experience. I said, God will open your heart. The Bible says, call on him while he is near. Mm. Seek him while he may be found. Nobody could be more blessed than that woman who had a visitation from God. She sat by the well many times. Nobody ever cared for her situation. But this time, Jesus Christ took a detour out of his journey and went down to Samaria. Because Jews don't go to Samaria. But this Jew does. I'm going to pay a woman a visit. I'm going to pay you a visit, honey, and your life is going to be different. He sent away the skeptics. Then he came by her and he sat at the well and he knew that she is hungry. He's paying her a visit. The day spring. What a nice place to stay at the well where she would need the most water. Hallelujah. Because he's the one that says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture says, out of his or her belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Holy Ghost, which they that believeth on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. I'm trying to tell somebody, my friend, when you get a visit from God, we're going to know it. She sat there. Many times nothing happened, but those times he sat there. And he sat there wait till she came. Make a long story short, that woman, when he finished talking to her, she realized, I just had a visit. She ran to the city and she tore up our city. She became an instant evangelist. Come. See a man. What? This is not a man. This is Almighty God. Come see a man. This ain't a man, my friend. This is Joshua. Come see a man. No, no, no. This is Yahweh. Come see a man. No, no. It's the I am that I am. Come see a man. No. This is Jehovah. You're not dealing with an ordinary visitation. This is Almighty God. Oh, he that thirst come drink and buy without price. I'm going to tell somebody you need a visitation from God.
Amen. It's not this. The Christ. Lady, don't get so emotional. Come on, friend. It's like fire shoving my bone. I can't hold still. And the Lord said, if you hold still, the mountains will cry out. The rocks will rent, my friend. When he comes to you, you can't keep quiet. My friend, you're going to sing Hosanna. You're going to tear down the branches. Tear up your clothing. You can't sit there like a love and a love, my friend. You just had a visit from God. I'm trying to tell somebody, God's trying to pay you a visit. He wants to quicken your body, your soul, and your spirit. He wants to turn you around. He wants your heart to burn. He wants to be filled full of the Holy Ghost and power and fire. He wants a baptism of fire. My friend, God wants to pay you a visit. Hallelujah. Don't get so emotional, lady. I can't keep still. Something got a hold of me. Oh, yes, it did. Something. Hallelujah. 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 Rebecca didn't realize how blessed she was. Rebecca didn't realize how blessed she was. Hallelujah. You got called Eliezer. She doesn't know Abraham and doesn't know the promises of God. But oh, friend, I'm sure she's had many visitors before come to her house. But this time, this guy that's talking to you, he ain't an ordinary guy. Hallelujah. He's a servant of the one with the promise. And you're about to enter into promises and premises that you didn't dream of. But I'm going to pay you a visit and give you a chance of a lifetime. Any girls could have come out there. But why did she show up? Hallelujah. She was an answer to prayer. Hallelujah. Isaac is on the verge of waiting for her. And he said, now give me a drink of water. That's exactly what Jesus said to the woman. Hallelujah. The only difference was this woman at Samaria almost talked herself out of a visitation. She almost did. Try and talk politics of religion. God's not interested in your opinion. God wants to know about the Word made flesh in you. Hallelujah. That Christ be formed in you. The Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, friend, we're not mad at something we are. We are having an experience, a visitation from God. Amen. Give me a drink. She got to say, get your own. <laughs> but she didn't say that. She said, I'll do it. She gave him the water. She said, by the way, I, I, I'll feed the camels also. And she fed the camels. And boys look at her and said, girl, you know who you're talking to. I got some jewels here. I got some precious gifts here. You just walk into blessings. You're in a blessing club, right? I don't even know it. You know who's visiting you right now? Tell me now. Where do you live? Well, I live down the road down there somewhere. Well, take me to your house. 
I want to pay a visit to your house. I want to tell your house that why, why I want to visit the house. And so they took him there. They said, who are you? He said, well, I met this guy, and, uh, and he said he wants to see you. He said, okay. He said, look, my master sent me to look for a bride. And uh, she looks like she's the one. Hallelujah. She passed all the tests I gave. And I got I to go to my master. I can't hang around for long. This visit won't last too long. Can I take her? They said, she's of age. Ask her. He said, will you come? He says, yeah. He picked up some jewelry and showed her. Where I come from, there's a lot more like these. These are yours right now. But if you come, there's a whole lot more. So let do you think Pentecostal church is on what you see in a top church. You're wrong. Your eyes have not seen and your ears have not heard. Nor you enter your heart with God's prepared for those people who come to this altar and repent of their sins and get the Holy Ghost and talk in tongues. This is just the earnest of the inheritance. This is not it. It's just a little bit I'm dangling before your eyes. But the only way you can get this dangling, you need a visitation from on high. Something got to happen to you. Your heart got to burn. Your, your walk got to change. Come on now. And your body, which is your house, got to let God into your house. And they say, well, don't go, don't go, don't go. Please stay. No, 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 no. This, this, this requires haste. The king's business requires haste. I got to get back. I want to tell you, friend, this visit is not forever. When a person visits your house and stay too long, it's like dead meat. It starts stinks. It starts stinking, all right? And pretty soon, you're not happy about showing the friends. You're showing them the door. It's not washing the machine. You're showing them. You, see, you, see, you know, say, go home. Take, take, take your washing home somewhere else. Don't wash it. And pretty soon, you're not talking to them anymore. You quit talking. You're sliding the door on them. Amen? I Means it's time to go. Amen? The, the dinner is not available like it used to be before. You know? Long wait for dinner. And when you get us very little on the table, that's uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Will you come? Let me tell you, friend. Jesus Christ came in this world, huh? Said, "Whosoever will may come." And let him that hear say, "What? Come!" And let him that's a first say. Come! What for? To quench your thirst with living water. She had to make up in her mind. I gotta leave my family below and behind. Will you go? That one visit changed the life of Rebecca forever. She never went back home. She never was the same anymore. Because she walked into a bonanza. 
that say goodbye world I found him of whom the prophets and the law spake of is not this the Christ I want to tell you my friend there was a day in 1972 when I went to church as a visitor but I left there as a victor because I was baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ I found the fountain of youth I found the fountain of life they asked me at college what happened to you I had a visitation from on high the day spring from on high had paid me a visit and I will never be the same again. My walk changed. My heart changed. My mind changed. My clothing changed. My look changed. I want to tell you, friend, I dropped my water pot and I embraced Jesus. Can anybody hear me? You need a visitation. So what's the pastor deal? How do you survive in Fort Murray? You don't understand, honey. You don't understand. Their rock is not like my rock. Their well is not like my well. He done me nothing but. He done me nothing but. He done me nothing but. I like this well. He told me I never have to drink more again from any other bar. I'm at Joe's bar. I like Joe 2.28. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will visit and pour out my spirit upon all flesh, upon your sons and your daughters and your children, children. I want to tell you, honey, I've been to God's visitation. I've been visited by the Lord. I'm drinking from the fountain that never ran dry. Woo! What I have. I told God one of these days I want to preach a message. I'm glad Israel didn't want you. I'm so glad. I wish a parent did this before. Had a rebellious kid. Just bad. And just like to have its own way. And when they buy the kid toys or whatever, the kid would cut up and carry on. And the neighbor's kids are next door. They'll call the neighbor's kids and take away what was rightful of their kids' stuff and gave it to the neighbor's kid. And say, you don't want it? They'll take it. What you reject, the others accept. What you refuse, others embrace. I'm trying to tell you somebody, I can't reject one God, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above us all and in us all. I'm trying to tell somebody, I can't let go of this Pentecostalism. It's of God. I feel like Rahab. I've been visited by two spies. It's Acts 2.38 that paid me a visit and gave me a scarlet cord and said, don't get rid of it. I paid your house alone a visit in Jericho. When every house is falling, your house going to stand. You know why your house going to stand? Because God paid you a visit and gave you a token.
talking and say you keep this talking because I paid your visit when all the walls were coming down your walls still stand because God paid your visit that's why they survive the reason why rocks survive God paid his house a visit the reason why your house may survive because God paid you a visit the reason why the blood survive God paid a house a visit where the blood was the death angel could not come because God paid you a visit I'm trying to tell somebody you need a visitation church we need a visit from God we need God to turn this place upside down we need God to pour the Holy Ghost we need the oil of gladness to report on this church we need a move of the spirit we need to hear from God hallelujah Rahab, you survived because somebody paid you a visit. That Ethiopian went home happy, rejoicing in Hawaii. Philip paid him a visit. Samaria. Let me tell you, folks, church, I can prove to you. You don't need me. But I got news for you too. I don't need you either. And number two, God don't need you. But you can't say that about Him. Without me, you can do nothing. But in Him we live and move and have our being. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? But honey, I'm trying to tell you, I had a visit from the Lord. Hallelujah. Here's Paul on the sea of Uruchadon. I mean, Uruchadon came up with a mighty storm to hurt the man of God while everybody contemplating suicide and jumping ship and kill themselves in the darkness of the night. Can the light of light showed up and stood beside Paul. And the next day, Paul says, Sirs, while you were contemplating self-destruction, I had a visitation from on high. God paid me a visit. And God said, Paul, ignore the storm. Be of good cheer. I am your normalcy. Don't let their fear be your fear. You got me as divine favor. I'm on your side. You will not die. And except they abide on the ship, they can't be saved. I came in the city. You can do what you want to. The first pastor before me, you try two guys, they would never make a distinction between false and right. They mix the two. You start doing that, God get angry. God get pretty mad. Hallelujah. Sometimes your visitation may not be hospitable when they receive you. Jesus went to a house and they mistreated him. They did. Hallelujah. 
And sometimes you got the gospel in your heart, and folks mistreat you. Welcome to the club. You're not the first one. Hallelujah. They mistreat Jesus too. In the temple, they mistreat him. No room for him in the inn. Come on now. Come on. They, they mistreat Jesus all, all the way. Even the last of the cross, they mistreat Jesus Christ. Amen. And Paul went on to Macedonia. And you know, you know, this girl, she's she's demonic, but she's smart. When Paul walked in that city, how beautiful are the feet of them that what? Bring glad tidings. I've been to doors of people in the city who are on the verge of ruin and just knock on their door and their life changed. Their heart changed. Their work changed. Their wardrobe changed. Their speech changed. Why? I paid them a visit. He said, I was sick and you didn't visit me. There's power in visitation of the sick. Hallelujah. And when Paul walked into Macedonia, everybody ignored him, but the girl, hallelujah, couldn't keep attention. says, hey, you Macedonians, hallelujah. These are men of the most high God who has come on a visit to tell you, to show you, to bring you the way of salvation. Listen to them. I'm trying to tell you, church, if the devil can't confess it, why can't you do it too? If the devil confess one God, why can't we do? Come on, somebody. If devil's up to worship him, why can't I? Let's stand. I'm trying to tell somebody, my friend, Israel missed them because they knew not the hour of their visitation. And the reason why you may miss them because you don't realize you have the opportunity to be saved. But out of that visitation came an imprisonment. And I like what I heard. Saints of God, let me tell you, all that live for Christ will suffer tribulation. People throw things in my face. Hey, Pastor, if you're so right, how come nobody else believe what you believe? Well, they told Jesus that too. Come down on the cross if you can. But the thief on the cross had a revelation. This is your last visit, boy. Use it or lose it. One began to mock Jesus, and the other one began to praise him. He said, Lord, when you enter in your kingdom, pay me a visit, would you? And just remember me. Ha 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 ha. Do you know at Pentecost, the mockers turn worshipers? I realize that. They turn worshipers. Do you know all those people who tell to be quiet, shut up, may have to end up bringing you to Christ? That blind man that was crying, Jesus! Have mercy on me! He realized he may not pass this way again. And says, you will not shut me up. You will not quiet me down. He may never pass this way. Jesus! There's some people in this church, you will not cry out. Whisper all you want, the devil's laughing at you. 
the violent going to take it by force. Jesus! You may not pass this way anymore! And I won't let you visit me and leave! And the Lord said to the crowd, Hush! Somebody is calling me. He says, Bring him to me. Here's the beauty. The people who were telling him to hush up now have to bring him to Jesus. You go by everybody who talk about you in this church, you'll never live for God. If you go by all the bad press you hear about the preacher in the church and the saints of God, you'll never serve God. That when with the issue of blood she knew this is my last chance. And the Lord visited us. And I will not let him pass by without one desperate effort to reach him. I don't know how you how you can stay there. Let me preach like this and don't get desperate. I don't understand that. You know what? Scales are on your eyes. You don't see yourself lost. But that man backed off that coat and walked to Jesus. When last you had a visit from the Lord? When last you talked in tongues? When last you felt the Holy Ghost? When last you got shaken by God? Well, I don't need it. Okay, that's fine. But he may not pass this way again. You may never have another chance one more time to touch the hem of his garment. Push! Shove! Stretch! Reach out! One more time! He may not pass this way again! Come on, Gentiles! Put away your pride! Say, God, talk through my tongue! Talk through my lips! I will let go! I will not question! I will receive you! This is your visit. I'm paying you a visit. Jacob. God never visited Jacob again. After that moment. God never visited Abraham again. After that lot situation. Rahab never had another visitation except that one that was the last one. How could you let him go? 
Bible said He will show us the way of salvation. Make a long story short. Paul and Silas in jail. They're crying. No, they're worshiping. Prison door open. The jailer realized it may be my last chance. What must I do to be saved? And Paul told him. You see, he would never have another chance to meet Paul. Because Paul was on his way to Rome afterwards. This church will not always be here. Because the Holy Ghost will come and take the church away. And all of those that were visited, God did visit the Gentiles, Peter said, to pick out a people for his name. Every day I go to my knees in prayer and make sure I'm connecting to Jesus. I say, God, visit me again. Visit me again. Visit me again. Pay me a visit, Jesus. The day spring from an eye. But Israel, Israel today don't have the Holy Ghost. Every one of them dying in their sins. Every one of them going to hell. What a shame. Because they knew not what belonged to their peace. And knew not this was the hour of visitation. Church, I'm not wasting time in religion. I'm here to tell you this morning, we need a visit from God. Laodicea <coughs> was supposed to be a Jesus named church. He went there and paid him a visit and knock, and they would not open. And he couldn't go in. And couldn't sup with them. You know the rest of the story, church. Anybody here? So visit me, Jesus. Why don't you raise your hands and worship God? Why don't you lift up those hands in obedience? He said, my spirit will not always be available to you. This is your, your chance. Take it while you can. Or reject it. Take it or leave it. Why don't you raise those hands and open that mouth and say, have mercy on me, Jesus. But you don't have to. The day spring has visited the Tabernacle of Praise Church. Yes, receive a hold off. That's it. Come.
bada bahada la bahala yes ka usi ulo fika bahada sa usi wala yachet 